Hey everybody, today we're talking to DJ Rama, Aura Hotels. Everybody knows DJ, everybody knows the Rama family, 47 year leaders in our industry. And we're gonna get into the weeds a bit. DJs are boots on the ground, and we're gonna find out how much our industry is changing, even in just the last two weeks. I learned a ton, and I think you will too. Thanks for joining. Good. How you doing, DJ? Thanks for joining. I appreciate you being Absolutely. here. Thank you for uh, inviting me, and uh, glad to be here. And, uh, it's been a, what do you call a great journey and uh, what do you call March uh, 14th was Saturday and March 15th is Sunday. I still distinctly remember those two dates uh, when uh, this started. And uh, now you look back and you say, wow, uh, you know, how far we've come. Uh, how far have we come? <laughs> well, here's a good one. I was watching a video of Barry Sternlet. I think it's one, and, you know, we, we're getting so many invitations to the different videos. And he said, it's going to be a 90-day World War III. Hold on to your seatbelt. And obviously, that World War III of 90-day plan has now become a one-year plan plus, right? Uh, so you look back at a time and say, how long will this be? And it's interesting, right before July 4th week, um, things just started. You know, we take five steps forward and we take, you know, six back, it seems like. And July 4th, week prior to is when we started seeing cancellations uh, coming down really fast. And in a market like Charleston's a good weather belt for us in our company because we all know leisure is what's coming first. And we were forecasted to sell 100% in Charleston. And within one week, we saw cancellation. We were down to 60% for 2,000 rooms in Charleston. So it just shows you how uh, challenging it is and how people are you know, protecting the family, which, uh, which is the first priority for all of us that we have to do our part. What do you, dare I ask, what do you think the next 90 days looks like, if not the next year? I think, let's put it this way, the, the next 90 days, what has just happened these last two weeks is going to help us to learn better how to protect each other and to protect our society. And that means we need to do three things, which is very simple. And like Tom Hanks says, wear your mask, wash your hands, and social distance. And I think we saw a lot of these um, visuals on TVs that people were doing it, people are not doing it. And all of us, even when we go to different places, we see it. Um, and I see it more this week than ever before. So that's our first job is to make sure we take care of each other. And if you look at the... Uh, next 90 days on our books, just business-wise, I find that our forecast, what we had predicted in March, where we would be in July, August, September, um, we're shaving off from our forecast 10 to 15% from our forecast. So for month of July, we're projecting close to 30%, where we may have projected 42%. Uh, we thought Disney was going to open up in Orlando July, uh, uh, July 4th weekend. Now that has been pushed back to July 19th. Um, so what we're seeing is the can is being kicked down the road. Um, and when you look at the one-year outlook, I find that today we have to wear three uh, vertical buckets. So we have to protect our people, number one, protect our guests, and protect our cash. And we have to do all three of them unparalleled, simultaneously, 24-7. Um, every morning I wake up, um, we have a, you know, a first thought is, are our people safe? And we have a quick update report that we get feed up, fed up to us 
to say out of um, the number of associates we have, how many um, are, have to be quarantined. Uh, so today we're managing our business where associates, a bartender, you know, may have picked up their kids from summer camp and all of a sudden the teacher passed it to the child and the child is now passed it on to the mom. Mom is coming to work. How do we do that? So all the safety guards is going to be our most critical um, playbook for the next coming 90 days and one year until the vaccination and herd immunity doesn't come out. Yeah, which I, again, it's just sort of hand-to-hand -hand combat. You're figuring it out, dare I say, on your own every day of uh, how we handle this. And it's changing. Just when your point, you had a plan in March and now it's July and that plan's thrown out the window and we're starting with another plan. Absolutely. Um, the only way to lead through this is through your people. And your people, meaning the associates at the line level, the general managers, and your leaders in your home office. And, you know, there's no textbook that I can remove from a shelf and say, this is pandemic and this is what we're going to do. You're absolutely right. We're creating the plan by the day. For example, we have a 10 points now, uh, a 10 point plan of when somebody is suspected of getting a COVID-19, how do we handle them? How do we show genuine care? How do we treat them right and make sure that it's not um, you know, mishandled? And that means for the guests and the associate. Um, so we, we're learning by the day. At the same time, what I really appreciate in this time is that the industry has come together. The owners have come together. The, the operating management companies have come together. Uh, we have different forms of our HR leaders talking with other management companies um, where we are sharing best practices. I also salute HNLA and AHOA for really coming together and uniting with a united front to uh, tackle all issues. That means the legislation or franchise brands or helping CMBS owners. Um, so communication, communication, communication is paramount. And everybody has come together with you. I salute everybody. And I hope we continue doing this in the sense of communication and creating unity within our industry. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think we know and, and all the stuff that Chip Rogers is doing and Cecil and, and oh, by the way, Arnie and Chris and Seta and those guys. And I know you're talking with them, but I like hearing that down the food chain, everybody's talking as well. Uh, I think we've got to be communicating at all levels because it's so right. new. No one has the answer. We've got to figure it out together. Right. And it's a word called hope, right, and positive attitude. Um, and I'll just give you an example. We have a forum of six companies where our vice president of human resources talk every week. And what's happening in one company is happening in ours too. It's just either one is ahead or behind. And we're just making sure they don't fall in the pitfall and whatever that may be. Um, so absolutely communication is critical and everybody has, um, you know, it's, it's technology is allowing us to communicate much quicker way look at us right now and being able to pass the knowledge to each other. Do you think you guys are going to do anything, I don't say rogue on your own, but with technology or with, uh, with, with the check-in process, with the room cleaning process, or do you think everyone's going to do the same thing? Currently, um, we have, a commit, we have a group of five people that is made up of our associates, executive housekeeper, GM, and our VP of engineering services. And it's called Connecting Safely is our program. We did that before all the brands rolled out their program. And this was back in March. We just took one hotel. We prototyped that hotel from the front door when you get out of the car 
to check-in elevator to your door? And then do you go to the fitness center? Or do you go to the bar? Do you go to the restaurant? So we did a time motion study and pretty much created a safe harbor. Where do you put the tissue box? Where do you put the trash? What signage do you put? Um, so we created a document and a more of an SOP, and then we institutionalized that. And we had a printer that then sent it to all the printers. And you learn from Whole Foods. Look at, look at what whole, how people are feeling good and safe to go to Whole Foods to eat. I'm sorry, to pick up groceries. And it's no different that we had to adopt the same programs. And then obviously the brands came up with their own. So we merged the two, um, Hilton with Lysol and Marriott with all the electrostatic equipment. So we're not trying to um, uh, create a new technology, electrostat, um, spray mist, um, Ecolab programs, and all the chemical programs that are out there. Uh, they are effective. And uh, obviously now with the last week, we saw something on media where UV light is going to be very critical. So we're buying for all our executive housekeepers to do the final inspection with a UV light, especially the 10 touch points. So making sure our industry um, does this together, I urge each owner to invest in that because we, the last thing we want is media showing that our industry is not ready to receive our guests. That's the last thing we want. Um, so I urge all of whoever is watching to make sure that we all invest in that to have a long-term success for consumers to feel safe. I love your leadership. Uh, there's got to, and the people you're talking to have got to be on board. Yes, DJ, we'll buy it for our 50 hotels. You buy it for yours and we'll spread it and everybody will do this together. Absolutely. Absolutely. We have to do this. Uh, I think so. And I, and I think it's what's going to separate our industry. One, bring people back. They got to feel safe. Oh, I feel safe staying in a hotel. And I feel safe staying in these hotels rather than some other alternative accommodations. Correct. Do it all together, correct? Correct. Well, look, look at this way. Today, um, I, we're finding that consumers are wanting to stay at a branded name hotel because they feel com comfortable, safe, and the protocols are being handled and properly managed. Obviously, our competitors for our industry, which is Airbnb, is also doing well, but I think they're doing well in the open air kind of a lodging facility in the mountains and in the leisure destinations where I'm hearing that they're doing uh, good occupancies compared to the urban and other locations that they have offering. Um, but today, we have to win back our consumers back into our lodging facilities, which is called a hotel guest room. And this is the right time, but we all as an industry have to do it together to make sure we, we win our consumers' confidence uh, for the future, and especially group house. I mean, meeting planners today are asking us, we've had meetings yeah. in some of our ballrooms and we've had all the protocols of social distancing, uh, space planning of the tables and chairs and the electrostatic spray down that we have to do in intervals. Um, so it's incredible how the meeting planners and our sales teams are working together to make their attendees feel comfortable and safe. Um, and also all the food providing about coffee, service or meals, um, they are all changed to portable um, display, not display, but portable plates and being able to self-dispense and making sure they feel comfortable and safe. Uh, so we are, we're learning across the board. And also in India, uh, we have a hotel that we never suspended operation. It ran high occupancy all the way through. We protected our associates by housing them, feeding them, controlling them. Since March 14th, in our hotels in India, 
our associates have worn a mask, a gloves, and social distance as much as they can because service provider, they will come in contact, but we've contained them in our own environment and knock on wood, not a single case. So it just proves the point that masks and gloves and washing the hands and social distancing does work. What, what's the occupancy in, in India and how is that India compared to the US? Currently, we had one hotel uh, that the occupancy was running at a high throttle, a 90 plus occupancy, because a company took over the entire hotel to safe harbor their leaders. So we created a plan with our associates, with their leaders, and they are housed in our hotel. No, no consumers can go in and out in terms of um, outside uh, customers. Uh, so they've taken over the entire hotel. Our full service Marriott right now, they are also taking over additional rooms because they want their plants and manufacturing to run without any disruption of COVID. Um, so we're running 40 to 60% occupancy of the full service Marriott. We had to suspend the operation when India was on a lockdown, uh, but the courtyard by Marriott was operating throughout. Um, so again, it's an anomaly because of the industry uh, that's there and um, they wanted to uh, take over the entire hotel to house their, house their people. Uh, fascinating, very interesting. So talk to me about the, go back to the full service hotels here in the States. Because I know you're in a number of full service. Are there meetings? Are people gathering? Or is that still not happening yet? Even so as current, you are. Absolutely. So I, we, from a group house hotel, we have become a transient hotel. Yep. And uh, we have converted and transformed. Meetings that we've had, for example, we had one meeting, um, just one memory I have here, uh, a Red Bull, um, the drink Red Bull. They had a meeting in Charleston. And they had a meeting about three weeks ago, um, hundred and hundred people, and obviously they had all their requirements of um, social distancing and housing them and giving them the confidence. All our meeting planners are pushing all their su uh, summer meetings down to fourth quarter, and our associates are calling them, and we're giving complete flexibility to them. And we're finding that they are planning to move those fourth quarter meetings back to first quarter of next year. So meetings and group planners um, are pretty much um, not planning to meet in 2020 unless they have to do small regional meetings of 100 or less or 75 or less people to um, have a social distance meeting at our hotels. But um, group is basically transformed to transient leisure hotel at the moment yeah that's what we're hearing a lot and i don't know when that comes back again right so yeah here absolutely right, and it will come in a different habit and a different behavior it's, it's going to be interesting but we know that people have to unite and you can't do business over zoom for the whole year there will be basically a meeting face to face so it has to happen but again it's all about vaccination safety and that can is going to be kicked down the road till first quarter next year. All right. So it begs the question of how are you uh, affording all of this, right? What's the, what's the financial stress on you and the company? Uh, you alluded, I'm assuming like most people, you know, you, you had your performance out for the rest of the year. 50% uh, occupancy was probably your peak. Oops. Now we not, may not hit that. Uh, your banks are working with you. Talk to me about that. So obviously, 
what your forecast was in March has been basically changed in the last two weeks. And we're doing a rolling forecast um, every day and also driving a GOP line forecast. Um, Let's take different vertical buckets. Basically, right now, as a 47-year-old company, a family-owned owner, operator, and a developer, we've never seen anything like this. Uh, This is a complete new paradigm that we're dealing with. And managing cash um, is very critical. Um, Every day, uh, basically, any accounts payable that goes through has to go through my approval. Uh, This is no different than when we had one hotel as an owner-operator. It's, that's the same mindset we were in back in the 1980s of running your hotel as if I own one hotel and how am I going to manage a business? But we have to take that across 60, you know, 300 rooms and manage it efficiently and effectively. Um, our vendors, um, they have been very efficient in saying, we will work with you. We will give you the extension. Transparency, candor, and communication is very critical at this time to let, let them know where you stand and what your plan is to pay them. And that's what we've been doing with all our vendors. And they've been fully cooperative. And they know we're long-term players. Um, the other aspect is uh, we have zero CMBS um, debt in, in our portfolio. And that helps us to navigate through these times. And our bases are low. Uh, as a company, we're leveraged uh, 50%. And it helps us to navigate through these times. And these are words of wisdom of our forefathers and our, you know, hoteliers that make sure that there's one word called bases, that you have to have that in check. Um, Assumptions are great, but um, you can't, this is a time when it reminds you that our business has a a cycle. And uh, how are you going to navigate through that? Uh, In working with our banks, obviously, March, when we sat with our banks and the feds, gave them a green light to say, hey, work with your borrowers in the most efficient manner and we will back you. Obviously, every bank came out and said, okay, no problem. Let's do a 90-day deferral. Uh, After 90 days, the world will look great from July 4th onwards. Now, um, I'm talking through 16 banks as we speak. Each bank has, you know, some banks are saying, okay, this uh, cycle is going to be longer. So let's talk about this guarantee or this cost of capital or LIBOR is too low, so we need to raise that. So we're like, listen, we are talking to you because this is a health pandemic. This is not a business pandemic of supply and demand. And we need you. This is the time when we need you as a lender across our industry. Um, Our industry is in ICU room. And please don't remove the ventilator at this moment. We need you. And uh, so some banks are cooperating, uh, but obviously uh, uh, they are they are seeing this industry is going to be challenged. So how do we, how do they protect their downside? And I respect that. But I think this is the time when the bank, the lending community has to help the industry. And uh, this will, uh, we will go through this. Uh, Relationships are truly tested during these times and we need them for our industry. So dare I ask, what are you asking for? I mean, I know you're a relationship guy and your lenders feel are very much behind you. I'm going to put words in your mouth. You got a 90-day forgiveness. Then you had interest only through the remainder of the year. And you thought that was going to help you out, as everyone did, because it's fine, 50%. Then we'll hit in January, and and we'll be on running. It'll be great. July 4th, as you said, it's not the case anymore. So what are you asking for? Well, right now, 
if we ask too much, they're going to open up right. too many books and papers. So right now we're saying the next 90 days deferment of um, P&I or give us nine months interest only because we need to push this down till February 1. Um, that's our ask and obviously uh, the, all the debt test covenants to be forgive, forgiven for the year uh, with a look back. Um, and right now they're all going through their credit office and saying, let us come back to you and see what we need to do. Um, but at the same time, I think the larger the bank, the more, uh, uh, the more uh, tougher it is to get through. The smaller the bank, it seems like they're willing to take the risk and help the borrowers. Interesting. I mean, we, we've heard that a lot, but so that's consistent. But uh, it's so fascinating. The smaller banks are like, yes, what, do we, what can we do? No, I, I think, uh, remember that, um, obviously, um, I started a little forum back in March to help owners and um, it was organically. And then all of a sudden we had like 160 owners every Sunday at three o'clock. And one of the hot topics was CMBS. And, and definitely I feel for it um, in the same time owners assets that have a CMBS debt with a highly leverage. And uh, obviously who do you, who do you call and who answers the phone and, and how do you proceed forward? And when the documents come back, it's like a big, thick document. Uh, so every owner has a different story across the board. Uh, but I urge that, you know, if CMBS lenders are watching this, please help our industry, please help our borrowers. And I know the Fed and the HNLA and AHOA is working uh, to help the borrowers in whichever instrument that will give comfort to all stakeholders at the table. Um, so again, I remind everybody that this is a health pandemic. This is not a business pandemic or this is not a supply and demand pandemic. Uh, the time will come when the consumers will come back to the hotels. And uh, this industry and space has always been great. We can be exported. Uh, I've never seen a time when America is locked up within America to travel. And I don't think we know what that high watermark is going to be. We all, 360 million people are traveling outbound. This is the first time in the next two to three years they're going to stay inbound. And it's going to be interesting what happens to Anaheim, Orlando, Charleston, Austin. I mean, it's just going to be a new watermark. I, that's what I see and very optimistic for our industry. Oh, good. Keep that attitude up. Absolutely. I think it's going to change. When, when is next time you're going to get on an airplane and fly to Europe? Or vice versa. I think that's coming here. But I don't think it's anytime soon. No, it's not. It's not. Even though um, the airline industry has done their best by putting the HIPAA filtration system, giving the confidence to travel within domestic right now. But international, I think it's a three, three to four years window uh, kind of outlook. Yeah, it's, I, I think I agree with you. We're trying to get some uh, representatives from Delta to come on and talk to us and give us their insight because we know how connected our industries are. So Absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll be excited for when that happens. I'll let you know, pay attention, see what they Absolutely. say. So, all right. So one, what's the question for CMBS lenders? I mean, if you're asking, I think that's going to be a real problem because the servicers we're all talking to think their hands are tied. They want to help as human beings, but they don't think there's anything they can do. Um, correct. It's, it's a paper that's owned by 2000 people. So how do you create unity out of this? Right. right. And um, it's a challenge. And hopefully HNLA has been, HNLA Ho is making great strides um, with, uh, with different senators um, to put a bill forward 
um, and it's in the making right now, and we'll see how much legs that has. I'm not sure if they can enforce that, uh, but at the same time, uh, we do not have a choice but to do something about it to help those owners. The other thing is, is the CMBS lenders ready to take on this kind of a portfolio of assets and feed the hotels? And uh, because that's another thing that the negative cash flow is also going to be a challenge. Obviously, PPP money will run out by the end of the year uh, for the borrowers. And then what happens next? Um, so I think it's all on oxygen tanks right now as we speak. And uh, we just have to make sure we keep on mixing the cocktail to the right formula to make sure we keep um, the hotels and the doors open. All right, so switch to offense for me. I know that's a tough question right now, but I know you're always looking to be an opportunistic. Are you seeing anything out there? Are you seeing any opportunities at all? Well, what a, what a great success story. Yesterday, I, I texted to Dave Poland. I said, congratulations on buying the Renaissance Hotel in Inner Harbor and uh, outstanding transaction, right? So uh, asset that they had it under contract for $100 million, they take it for $80 million. And, um, you know, kudos to the team there for getting the financing together and being able to transact, which is a large transaction. So we have been looking. Um, first of all, we're taking care of our own shop first, making yeah. sure that uh, the in-house shop is first well taken care of and also our people, uh, which is in instrumental. I can't be going out there buying when we're having a challenge in, in our own shop. Um, so we're balancing that act. At the same time, outs when we're our real estate team is um, tying up with equity partners uh, that are able to go out there and deploy that capital to acquire. We're doing a lot of underwritings of select service hotels that may be CNBS or there are node acquisitions, but we don't want to buy a node and go for a path to challenge the owner because that's not what we do at owner to owner. Uh, so we're, we're passing on those um, acquisitions on the full service. Obviously, um, it's, uh, it, it, you know, it, it's a 30 to, you know, 25 to 30% kind of a discount playbook right now. Um, I think those hotels are going to come, but it's still too soon. Um, and what we see in our own portfolio, I could see that group house, the further it kicks, kicks down the road, the challenging it will be to have that burn rate. And at what point do you say, I need to offload this? So I think third quarter, fourth quarter are going to be these critical question marks. And once PPP money runs out, is going to be the time as an owner have to be thinking, okay, do I want to keep burning or do I want to, what do I do? Do, do I do a bargain sale? Um, so I think what we're seeing is across the board, everybody's holding on right now. And uh, whatever comes through, we're testing the waters. And um, it, it's hard to uh, come between the ask and the, uh, ask and the bid price. Uh, so I think it's, it's still too soon, third and fourth quarter. I think it may heat up a little bit more. Yeah, we're seeing the same things. Uh, it's very funny though, in, in the March to July, everybody had money and was very aggressive and thought there'd be tons of distress and deals out there and there's been nothing, right? Everybody's right. been hang on. And now you can just, in my opinion, you can see the psychology shifting and people are now more and more worried about hanging on to their own stuff as well. Right. And how right. are we gonna be able to do this? Cause oops, it's not gonna be three months, it's gonna be longer. And I think right. more and more and more, even guys like yourself start to say, all right, well, maybe we have to cut loose of this asset, but maybe we redeploy capital into another, this asset that makes more sense for whatever reason. I think there's going to be a lot of change in hands in the future. 
I don't know if that's third and fourth quarter, if that's first quarter of next year or all of next year, but you can see that paradigm shift happening. Absolutely. And, and I think um, full service hotels um, is going to be the first one that will be um, challenged because of the labor model and the operating structure. Limited service hotels, obviously, as we all know, we're able to uh, move with speed to contain cost unless the financing is upside down. Uh, they will be challenged. And also the ground up hotels. I mean, we've had a lot of hotels that have opened in the last one year where it may be interest only right now and then principal kicks in. You know, the performer called for a $180 rate and we'll be sitting at $89 rate. Um, and the burn rate's gonna be high. So that's gonna be another critical question with the limited service new hotels that have opened in the last one year. Um, and I think that's gonna be also another um, opportunistic, but also a challenge. Talk to me about construction since you mentioned it. Do you, what do you see happening with new construction from here forward? You think that's on the shelf for a while? So we had um, all our construction projects have been put on shelf. Uh, we're finishing the design and finishing up the architectural if there is any. And also going back to the city um, and saying, hey, Ms. you know, we're dealing with the project in the city of Coral Gables. And we're saying we need to get this approved and let's talk. And now they're all ready to talk, which is good. Um, at the same time, we only have one hotel in ground. Um, we open, we were forecasted to open in October. Um, so what we plan to do is open the rooftop bar and that's it. And then open the hotel February 1. We're working with the bank to say, listen, it's not wise to open the hotel right now. Uh, let's, let's get the hotel ready. Let's make the sheets and, get the rooms ready, but we'll open in February 1. So therefore we can reduce our burn rate. And the rooftop is basically open air, which we feel today consumers are more attracted to fresh air. So we felt there's a separate entrance to that. So this is the AC Hotel in Greenville, and that will open up October 1. In terms of construction pricing, one year, what do we see? Construction is pretty much off the table. Uh, bank financing is, I, I think, for the next three to Three years. I don't think anybody's going to talk about ground-up construction. I could be wrong, uh, but when we talk to the lenders, obviously uh, that does not exist because we have 4.8 million rooms in America, and uh, we have enough supply. And until demand catches up, hopefully they'll see the wisdom to lend again. And when I talk to the general contractors, when about two about um, 60 days ago. You know, they were still bullish because they were like, nope, construction pricing is not going down. We're fine. We have a lot of projects in the pipe. And all of a sudden, last four weeks, we, we can handle a project. We'll, we'll take off 30 to 40 percent. Our subcontractors are coming back to the table because the pipeline starting third quarter, fourth quarter onwards, there is no pipeline. Obviously, everybody's having some hope about the infrastructure bill that may come out that will create more construction work, which I would love for that to happen. So therefore our you know, contractors and they can have a project pipeline. Um, but I think for the next three to years, uh, we can pretty much hang our jacket on ground up construction. And I could be wrong. Limited service may get done $20 million deal and less uh, somehow, you know, syndicated bank, a small bank, a community bank may come together to give that financing that anything above that will be a challenge. That's uh, fascinating stuff, by the way. All things that we're hearing, all things that we're sensing. Um, it's great to hear you, or terrible to hear you say it. <laughs> that's, I think that's a, a key point. 
And I think that's, I mean, my question is where does, what does that mean replacement cost is, right, going forward? And I think that's going to be another unknown out there in our industry. We're all, we're all trying to figure out how to value, right, assets. Right. Replacement cost being one of them. And if we don't have much, then we're not going to know. Still the wild, wild west for a while. Absolutely. It is wild, wild west. But what I feel good about being in this cycle um, and as a family-owned company for 47 years, the existing hotels and values will will be there. It will remain and it will grow uh, because supply will be pretty much stark for the next three years to four years. So I think at the end of the day, um, hold on to it as much as you can and uh, basically preserve the brick and um, let it let it be a higher value for tomorrow. So do you think that there will be, if you guys are, you know, able to survive and get through this, I know you won't be able to hold on to all your assets as nobody will, but you guys are very solid operators. You're great people. You're strong uh, balance sheet. So there will be some opportunities for you. Um, assuming that you can get a bank because you're going to go to the same bank and ask for a loan that you're asking for help on the other. Uh, how are those conversations going today? Well, uh, let me tell you, we, we had um, one asset that was um, tied up. Bank was ready to finance. This was pre-COVID. Yes. And basically, you know, credit department is basically the one to blame pretty much right now. It's like the relationship lender that talks to you every day is like, oh, the deal will be done. The deal will be done. And then all of a sudden you, you get the news that, hey, uh, sorry, we can't finance this uh, loan. Um, obviously, even if you say you put more equity, uh, it's still a tall uh, order. Uh, so financing is pretty much shut off, uh, What is what I see today. Um, and if they see the forecast of the industry that, because they get our P&Ls every month, and the more they see forecast and the actuals, they will have hope for the industry and for that sponsor. Credit worthiness and sponsorship, good location, good brand, and good product is going to be the most critical moving forward. No different, the f- same fundamentals of, uh, what the lender is always supposed to do and that will be even more paramount moving forward you know it's interesting that the the few deals that we are working on right now though in the banks that we're working with the smart banks you know again nine out of ten are saying sorry we're done but the the smart ones that are still sort of being aggressive and having dialogue and trying to do things are very much pre-escrowing whether from the borrower or even from the bank proceeds often the bank's willing to pre-escrow 12 months worth of payments Right. right. They'll fund it because they, they, they're going to set this thing up for success as best they can for the long term as well, right. not having it fail right now. So let's pre-build right. in all the requests that you're making right now into these new loans so that we can be good for a while. And they think their basis is really, really nice right now and their interest rates or spreads are great. So right. blend. I, and I think, that because nobody knows what tomorrow looks like, more requirements will be put on us as a borrower and also more of the guarantee equation um, and the burn off of the guarantee. So uh, it's going to be interesting time. So then you come back and say, what makes you happy? What do you want? And you have to ask those questions as an owner and to say, if you're happy with what you got and protect what you got, then be happy. Seize an opportunity. Great. Uh, but any deal that you do do, it just adds a little complexity to your own own shop. Uh, so you got to be very mindful 
of what you want to take on and not take on. And I, I urge every owner to look back and say, you know, we have to protect our wealth and preserve the wealth, whatever we have, grow it, and then be happy. But in the word grow, make sure you're mindful of how you grow. Uh, let's not do uh, abstract growth anymore. I don't think we need that. So, uh, DJ, I love it. I love your energy and I love your spirit. But g give me some parting words on uh, that we're all going to be okay and some words of wisdom on how we're going to get out of this. Well, I think, uh, first of all, um, we as a, as a nation, America is still the number one country in the world. Uh, when we travel and invest in India and, and you look back, and sometimes we feel like, you know, there's so much negativity that's happened out here. But this is a $23 trillion economy. It's a world's largest economy. And that economy stems from innovation, and innovation stems from education. This is the mecca for education and the, the, the byproduct of what has been created. You have so many people from out of the, uh, outside of the U.S. that come to America for their the best education, the best universities. And I know that there is, a, uh, there is a path to this, and all of us are now looking at a path of called vaccination, that we need that. And uh, there's no other better place than innovation coming out of this country, that vaccination will come. Uh, next is the word called unity, um, all of us together. And, you know, One America, I think a lot of things are brewing. And during this time, all of us have done self-reflection. And we as a nation have done self-reflection to know what we want and what we don't want. And being united, all of us together. In Greenville, uh, South Carolina, we have a park under construction, an outside park. And it's called Unity Park. And in that park, we have a bridge that we're sponsoring of how we all have to come together on the same bridge uh, where we all fall together, but we all walk together, and we all have to stay united. Uh, in talking about our industry, the lodging industry, it's a great business. We've been in it for 47 years through all different cycles, and what we've seen is that it's a 24-hour business, 365 days, it never closes, and the only reason why you can succeed in this is because you're people, and the people that you have, which is your housekeepers, your front desk agents, your servers, your GMs, your operating leaders of your company that passionately enjoy this business. And if you enjoy this business because you're a people person, uh, that, that's the beauty about this space that we're in. You're enjoying it at the same time, creating wealth, and also at the same time, creating jobs uh, of what we've done in the service industry. Um, so I'm very bullish about this business, uh, optimistic. We can be exported out. Uh, that brick remains here on that interstate, that exchange. Um, and people, the human body needs an eight-hour sleep. And I can't put a little transmission into my body and not need a bed. Uh, so we cannot be substituted. Uh, so I love, love this space. Um, you know, and uh, I feel for all the owners, all the associates, what we're all going through. Uh, but there is a word called hope and optimism. And let's all stay positive. Our people need that positivity now, too. And there's one word if I can leave behind is resilience. And let's all be resilient and let's all walk together. DJ, I love it. You're incredible. Thank you, thank you, thank you for coming on, sharing your thoughts and insights. Uh, you're an amazing person. You're an amazing leader in our industry. Uh, stay positive. I totally agree. And stay healthy. Thank you, my friend. Thank you so much, Dave. Really appreciate it. Thank you.
Thanks, DJ.